listening to the Post-Apocalyptic Media Podcast, your source for all the latest post-apocalyptic news. Hello and welcome back to this 94th episode of the Post-Apocalyptic Media Podcast. I'm your host, Sean, Senior Editor here at Post-Apocalyptic Media. Now, it's been a couple weeks, right? The rumors are false. I haven't been abducted by aliens. Uh, I'm here. I just, uh, it's been really busy, you know, crazy time of year uh, leading up to the holidays. So that's basically been it. You know, it's not, uh, the, like I said, the rumors are not true. <laughs> just kidding. There, there are no rumors. Um, so one big thing, though, that I want to talk about this week, and this is kind of, I want to dedicate like this entire show to this because I feel like. It's the biggest news and it just, it, it shades all other news that's happened in this, in our favorite genre. Uh, and that's the end of Walking Dead, right? The finale for Walking Dead happened last weekend. Um, if you're not a Walking Dead fan, you're not going to enjoy this episode. Sorry. Or maybe you will uh, from an outsider's perspective. Uh, and there's going to be spoilers. So if you haven't seen that episode, I usually try to stay away from spoilers, but you know, I think last year I used to do a, uh, a spoiler filled, um, you know, like podcast episode, like a, like an extra episode, uh, that was focused entirely on each up ep- on each, you know, episode of the show. Uh, but I don't do that. I haven't done that for this season or for at least this part of the season. Um, but I think that this is it. This is, the, you know, it's the finale. I figure it, it deserves it, right? It deserves to have its own, have me sit there and, uh, and talk about it. I, that's, that's a weird way of saying it, but yeah, that's what I, that's how I feel about, uh, about doing this kind of finale thing. Um, but you know, I guess before I do that, let's get into, I just want to cover some of the, like, you know, the basics that are on the site. So we have a, still a lot of stuff going on. You know, Handmaid's Tale is still knocking it out of the park. Um, we still have uh, Chainsaw Man is probably one of the biggest topics on our website right now. Uh, I haven't watched any of it, but if you want to check that out, if, you know, if you're into Chainsaw Man, check it out on our site. We have coverage of everything episode seven is coming up uh and stephanie writes reviews for each episode and also uh you know articles about the upcoming episodes things like that we also have um so tina did this this great article called 10 apocalypse skills you can practice at home which is very cool uh and she also did a a black rock shooter dawn fall episode five recap and review that's a mouthful. But uh, so she's been doing coverage of that. Um, yeah, you know, Handmaid's Tale season five, episode 11 is a big mystery, right? Uh, so we have a lot of things going on, a lot of stuff going on on the site and a lot of coverage and uh, definitely check that out. But now we're going to get into the spoilers because I, I'm really excited. Like when I watch the the finale the, the walking dead finale i'm like i can't wait i you know i kind of can't wait to talk about this this is kind of like a big uh exciting thing for me to do um you know on the podcast itself and especially since it's been two weeks that's that's a you know long time to to not sit here and talk to myself in front of a microphone right so 
So let's get into it. So this is season 11, right? Episode 24, big extended season, right? There's more episodes than, than a normal season. Um, this show has been going on for 12 years, uh, 11 seasons. I mean, if you think about it 12 years ago, what were you doing 12 years ago? I mean, 12 years ago, I only had two kids. Now I have four. So, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, it, that's, that's, that's a long time ago, right? Uh, in my eyes, especially. Um, and so a lot of people have grown up with the walking dead, you know, maybe they started watching it when they were a teenager and then they got to the point where now they're, you know, probably went through high school and college and have a career now. And, you know, I mean, like there's a lot of different stages that can, that can happen in 12 years. So I think that this is not only is it a, a monumental show in that regard, in time wise and, and, and things like that, it's just, it's, it's just been a big deal for a lot of people and, and, and they've grown up with it, like I said. So for it to all come to an end like this, it was a lot of pressure for the creators, right? And well, for not, not necessarily creators because they're not there anymore. It's the current showrunners. We'll say that. Um, and that's a touchy subject, actually. There's a, there's a lawsuit going on about the, uh, the creators. Um, but that's not what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about this episode. So the finale you know, leading up to it, we had a lot of stuff happening. That it's kind of the classic Walking Dead thing, where the group gets separated into little groups, and uh, either by choice or or kind of other things happen, where uh, you know this this group, this like three people person group goes over here. This one gets captured by someone. This one does. You know what I mean? It, it's kind of in every season, and it's definitely been in this season. There's there's been all that stuff. Uh, we've been dealing with the Commonwealth. That's kind of the main uh, antagonist of this season. Pamela Milton, the governor of the Commonwealth. It was supposed to be this utopia. And we got led into the Commonwealth, uh, I believe, in season 10, if I remember. I mean, season 11, this has been, this season alone has lasted since last August. That's when it started. So that's a long time. They had, you know, three parts to it. It was broken up. There was like a break between each part. So, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, where there's, it's just taken a long time. And, and if you think back, even season 10 was what, almost two years ago, you know, when it, when it was on. So it's normal to forget where we're at. And, and what's been going on, but that's where we're at. Where the Commonwealth is the big enemy. Pamela Milton is the big enemy. Uh, Lance Hornsby was the big enemy for a while, uh, and then he died. Um, and and so we're up to the point now where everyone is just ready to get rid of Pam. They're ready to take the Commonwealth back. They know that the citizens of the Commonwealth are actually good people, right? It's not the citizens they're worrying about. It's the government. It's the the troopers, the people who look like stormtroopers, and which I mean, you know, side note, I think looks completely ridiculous, but it was in the comic book, so <laughs> there you go. Um, and and so we have the 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 troopers, we have the government, we have all of these people who are kind of working together to to make life hell for the survivors. And we had a group of survivors who wanted to stay in the Commonwealth, you know, like even when they talked about overthrowing Pamela Milton. They said, well, you know, once we get her out, we'll stay in the Commonwealth. It's a great place. It's very safe, you know, and, and Alexandria didn't work out. 
and, and Oceanside didn't work out and Hilltop didn't work out. So we're going to, we're going to go ahead and stay here. Well, that's, that's not going to happen now. It's a little impossible now. So let's start from the beginning. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to pull this article up that I wrote. This is my own review and, and recap that I need to look at because I need to, uh, you know, kind of refresh my memory. Um, so the, the thing that started out, it started out with Daryl carrying Judith, who had just been shot by Pamela Milton at the end of episode 23. Um, they were down in, I think it was a train, like a Grand Central Station train station in the Commonwealth. And they were, the troopers were up top shooting down uh, Pamela's guys. And then Pamela grab, grabbed the gun from them, you know, kind of like, here, let me do it. And she shot down and she hit Judith because Judith jumped in the way. And, uh, and she kind of freaked out when that happened. And, and Daryl picked her up and ran with her. And it was very reminiscent of back when Rick did the same with Carl, with Coral. And you might remember that. I don't remember what season that was. It was way back there. And, you know, Carl was shot and, and Rick's just running with him. And it's like slow motion, every angle kind of thing. And it was the same thing here. Daryl picks up Judith and is running with her. And, and there's, uh, there's undead everywhere. And, you know, it's, it's a pretty intense scene. Well, this episode starts out with, with him. It's kind of her vision. Like she has kind of blurry vision and it's kind of in and out. And she sees Daryl get knocked out by some troopers, but she's still laying on this gurney and she's, she's out of it. You know, she, I mean, she's just been shot. Well, she comes to, she, she hears the, the undead trying to break through. So she bars the door, the doors and everything. And she makes sure that they can't come in. Uh, and to me, this seemed like a really kind of a normal episode, you know, like that's how a normal Walking Dead episode would start. But I think the biggest takeaway from this was Judith did survive. You know, we thought she was going to die. I mean, I even thought it, I wrote it in the in the review for the last episode before this. I said, I think this might be it for Judith. That might be the big cliffhanger. They say someone's going to die. Or, you know, rumors are saying that, that there was going to be a major character who is going to pass, and uh, it wasn't Judith. Of course, it, it was someone else we'll talk about in a second. But uh, but yeah, it wasn't Judith. She actually pulled out of it. Uh, Daryl gave her a blood transfusion. He he had a great line in here where uh, where Carol was like, hey, you know, the, the blood types have to match up. You can't just go pouring your blood into someone's veins. And, and he says, well... Uh, it's fine. I have the ti- the kind that's uh, that's universal. What is that? O, I think something like that. O positive, and and he says I have you know universal blood, and I used to sell it. Uh, Merle used to make that's his older brother used to make me sell it when we were kids, because that's you know worth the most money. Uh, so that was a cool little touch I thought, and so he he was able to do a blood transfusion with her, saved her life. Um, uh, Yumi's brother Tommy. Is it Tommy? I think that's how what his name is. He um, he's actually a doctor, and he did the uh, kind of the finishing touches on Judith to kind of get her, you know, to get her a hundred percent. Well, maybe eighty percent, where she she's able to walk around and stuff. So that was cool. That's settled. Judith is alive. Judith is fine, and we'll probably see her again. That's I don't know. That's my take on it. Um, and so at that point, we see where they start getting into the other groups. There's uh, the other groups are kind of coming together. You know, you might remember in the, the episode before Luke and Jules 
made an appearance. Luke and Jules were from Oceanside earlier in the season, I think in also in season 10. Uh, but they didn't last long. Like we were excited to see them at the end of last episode. And then this one, they come along and they just pretty much right off the bat, they get bitten. And, um, and it's, it's crazy because like Jules got killed there. Like she got just ripped apart. Um, Luke gets his leg bitten. And so they cut his leg off. They take him back to like this little makeshift hospital and they cut his leg off. Um, but he doesn't make it. And it's this whole thing where they pull out his harmonica because he's known for playing his harmonica. And they, it's a really heartfelt kind of scene. Well, I think that this was like the, the, the light heartfelt scene because they get a lot more heartfelt later on in this episode. So that was, you know, the name of this episode is Rest in Peace. And I feel like there were many instances where you could say rest in peace. So here we are, Jules, rest in peace, Luke, rest in peace, right? Um, and, and so they're right off the bat, two people dead. Now, it's a, it felt a little cheap to me because it was like they brought him back just to die. And it was like, well, uh, okay, <laughs> I guess, you know, it doesn't have that much effect when, you know, when they do it like that. But still, they were a, they were a big part of the uh the the season 10 i think <laughs> back there somewhere uh so they're dead rest in peace uh and then and then we go on to show the group getting together we see well eventually i'm i'm probably going to go out of order here but eventually we get elijah and uh and uh what's his name the other guy they come back jerry jerry yeah uh, elijah and jerry come back and we were worried about them before because Lydia got her arm bitten and they chopped it off. And, uh, and then so she, they didn't really show like any kind of, you know, cool spike ball weapon like Aaron has, but she, uh, she, she, she did get her arm cut off and then she was really worried about Elijah, but we see him come back and we see Jerry come back. Uh, so that's cool. They're not dead. Uh, we see a couple of, other people like you know kind of getting together we see one woman who was in earlier in season 11 i forgot her name i don't think they even really said her name but she came back just randomly um now the big thing here i think probably the big loss was it came up pretty soon about in the middle of the episode or you know pretty early on uh and that was rosita now rosita has been around for a long long time long time I don't even know what season it, it, it's been when she first, you know, she came with Abraham and Eugene uh, when they were in that really badass truck. And, you know, so she's all, she's like a, like a second tier OG, I guess, you know, maybe third tier, but you know, somewhere around there. And, uh, and, and so she's been with, you know, with this show for a long time. Well, there's a scene where they're, she and Gabriel, and Eugene are hopping across buildings. They're kind of getting away from the undead and she falls. She's climbing up this pipe and she falls. And at first you're like, whoa, cause the, the swarm, the horde just covers her. Right. And, and the, the view is from the top. So it's, it's a really great view. It's, you know, good angle. And so she gets covered up and you're like, wow, so she's gone. Well, then a second later, she pops up. She cuts off a bunch of their heads and she escapes. She's ready. She's, you know, able to escape. Gabriel's happy because, of course, that's his baby mama. So 
And, and also, he she had his baby. Coco was in her little uh, rap thing, and and so it was. It wasn't just Rosita; it was Rosita and Coco in the in in trouble right there. Um, so they got out. She was able to climb up. Everything seemed fine. Well, again, I'm going to jump the timeline a little bit here because they they go back and forth with this. But she reveals later to Eugene uh, that she actually did get bitten, and she says. She, he's saying all this stuff like, oh, I bet you can't wait to go back to Oceanside and, and bring Coco to, to the beach and just kind of do all this stuff. And she's just like, hmm, yeah, uh, see, the thing is. And then she tells him, I, you know, I got bit. And and uh, and he he gets really sad. It's a, you know, it's a sad moment, but it doesn't compare to later on. Wow. Later on when she's actually dying, which, by the way, I think she has, she might hold the record for the longest person on this show to get bitten and then and then take all you know take a lot of time to actually die um thankfully though here's one thing i'm thankful for because my wife and i were watching this and, and when she did pass she was laying on the bed she, she was holding coco and she was like saying her goodbyes to gabriel and eugene and, and everyone and then gabriel kind of takes coco and is like okay well we gotta get the baby out of here because you could eat the baby at any time um so he kind of takes the baby and they don't show her dying they don't show that they don't show her turning which i was anticipating and they don't show who killed her like who put her out of her misery you know what i mean um because that was something i was wondering about when it was happening i'm like she's laying on this bed very peaceful very sad scene and she's and she's gonna turn and we're going to, are we going to watch her turn? Like she's been such a, a key character. Well, they didn't show it. They didn't show that. And they didn't show who, you know, quote unquote dispatched her. Um, so I'm glad they didn't put that in. I think it would have been, it's nice to have the, the last thing you remember of her not being turned. It's kind of like Glenn, you know, the last thing you remember of Glenn is when he had his eyeball sticking out. Right. Uh, it made for an, an amazing scene but it's the last thing we remember of Glenn. And actually, Maggie even talks about that in this episode. We'll get to that in a second. But um, so yeah, it was it was it was a crazy time. I think um, where where Rosita died, Luke died, Jules died, um, and, and and so I think Rosita was and Rosita was of course the one that that the rumors were saying you know a major character is going to die that's who they're talking about um and so it was sad right it, it was it was a really sad heart-wrenching scene um so rest in peace rosita now let's get to the negan and maggie stuff so negan and maggie of course they have a spin-off show coming up called dead city it's supposed to come out in april of 2023 so we know you know those two hate each other well maggie hates him he, he's trying to reconcile he's trying really hard um but <laughs> there's no who there's no coming back from what he did to, to Maggie's husband, you know? And so they're finally able to sit down and talk about it. And, she, and, and it actually, there's two different scenes where this happens. One time he's, he has a, a high powered, powered rifle that he's going to go shoot Pamela Milton and she catches him and she says, wait a minute, you know, like, let me help you. And he's basically saying, well, I don't want you to do this because if you do, you're going to catch, all the flack from it and there everyone's going to be after you <clears throat> and uh 
and and so he says he's going to do it. Well, she's she kind of takes the gun and it's like, well, I'll do it. And at that point, he this is like his first apology where he really says, you know what? Um, I understand now what you're going through because of my own. I almost lost, you know, my own family, my wife and and my unborn child, and I know now what it's like. Like I know, I know that feeling. And he says, I, I understand. I was about to lose everything. And I finally understood what you must've felt is the exact quote. But then here it comes. He says, I'm so sorry for what I took from you and what I took from your son. And he's talking about Glenn, of course. And so Maggie has this look on her face like, oh, okay. We're finally here, <laughs> right? Like years later, after all your, your BS. I mean, there were many times there where he was he seemed nice, but then in the, you know, when you see him away from Maggie, he was actually still kind of a jerk. Remember that scene where he found Lucille, the bat, and he held it in his arms and he, you know, he put his jacket back on and, and it, it was kind of like, uh-oh, is he going to go back to his old Negan ways? Um, but he didn't. And and now I think he's really at the point, it might be the gray beard, but there's really a point now where he is just, uh, he's heartily sorry and he is... Um, determined to make her know that. And he's he's probably going to have to overcompensate for that for a long, long time, right? Um, and and so she kind of lets the apology sink in a little bit, but then she's like, okay, well, we're, let's go. Let's just go. Are you coming with me? Like, we're going to go kill Pamela. So they go up to this high uh, part of the building and we don't hear anything for a little while. Then, you know, there's a bunch of other scenes that happen with Mercer and uh, like a standoff between one half of the troopers and Pamela's half of the troopers. And then it turns out where uh, where Mercer is able to convince all the troopers that she that Pamela is the one who's been doing all the bad stuff right now. She has a bunch of people outside the gates and she's willing to let them die. So so they see the the you know the truth of what Mercer's talking about. And so they turn on, on Pamela and they arrest her finally. Right. Finally, Pamela's arrested. Um, and then there's this really cool scene. I'll get back to Maggie Negan in a second, but a really cool scene where at the gates, there's undead at the gates. Uh, the, the, the survivors come in, they're fine, but then they close the gates back. And one of the undead that's sitting at the gates is this guy with an arrow through his throat. And it took me a second to realize who he was. He's sitting there, you know, clawing and he's trying to get to her. And he seems really, really excited about eating her face. Right. And it's kind of, it's like, who is this guy? And you have to really look. And I, I noticed it's actually Lance Hornsby, uh, who was, you know, her, I guess, second in command at one point, And then he, uh, he got killed. And it, it was interesting to see him like that because she was kind of drawn to him. She's getting closer and closer. And she was really, and I was like, oh, please let him just grab her and eat her face and let her go like that. It'd be great. But it didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> Mackie actually shot Lance in the head and, you know, so close that the blood splattered onto Pamela's face and Pamela's still alive. Like Pamela made it. All these other people died in this episode, but, but, uh, Pamela Milton, she made it to live another day. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so that was a crazy thing, but then also, so we go back to Maggie and Negan, right? Later on, they're sitting together, they're talking 
and uh and, and she kind of you know she talks about what she felt and what she feels every time she sees Negan and she says uh, I hear him calling for me talking about Glenn of course and I hear you mocking him while he's dying I thought that was a powerful line because it, you know sure watching your spouse die is probably a pretty insane situation but then to watch the person who killed your spouse sit there and mock them and there's nothing you can do about it because he has a bunch of people who, you know, have you all restrained and there's nothing you can do because other people who did try to do something about it also got killed like Abraham, right? Um, so it, it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, I I know that broker, it, it just broke her in half right there. And, and for that to be a thing that she still says she thinks about every single time she sees Negan years later, uh, she says, I hear you mocking him while he's dying. She says, so I can't forgive you, even though I'm so grateful that you saved my son. You know, she explains that she's grateful for the things that he's done so far to try to make up for it. She says, I can't forgive you. Uh, and, and, you know, you can tell the look on Negan's face. He's like, okay, well, you know, I, I guess I guess fair is fair. Um, but he does understand now, I think, especially with his with his family, with his own family. Um but I think that this was the gateway that we needed. Um, she she's not she says she doesn't want to hate him anymore. She doesn't want to walk around hating him all the time. So this is the gateway we needed to go to that spinoff, Dead City, um, and and so I think it'll work out. I think a lot of us couldn't imagine how this could work out. How could those two be in a spinoff together? Well, I. <laughs> I still, I mean, it's still going to be a lot of animosity, you know, but uh, I, I think it'll, this kind of opens the door for it be, being a little more practical, maybe, for them to be working together. Maybe a little bit. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's some good stuff. And I'm, I'm excited for the, for the spinoff. I think it'll be good. Now, speaking of spinoffs, there's also, they touch a lot on the spinoffs at the end of this episode where they, they explain the uh, Dead City, of course, the Daryl Dixon spinoff, which makes sense because at the end of this, he kind of just goes off on his own. So we have that. And then we have the variants, which are supposed to be a big part of his spinoff. You know, the, the variant zombies who can walk, uh, climb and throw rocks through windows and grab stuff and pick up a knife and, you know, stuff like that. They're a little more intelligent, a little more dexterous i guess you could say um so yeah there's daryl's and then so well also we have another season of fear the walking dead but <laughs> the big one here this is the big one that i'm really excited about um it's rick and michonne right so at the end of this episode <laughs> we see one year later we see eugene and max have a baby and they named her Rosie, which I guess is Rosita, you know. Um, and Ezekiel is now the governor of. It look it actually looks like Alexandria because they have the uh, they have the windmill. It's all painted up, so it looks like Alexandria was rebuilt. And uh, oh, because they blew up the Commonwealth. I forgot to mention that <laughs> they blew up the Commonwealth. It's like one of the greatest scenes. Um, that was building up. Everyone was building up to this and, and Daryl 
uh, Norman Reedus, the you know actor who plays Daryl, said that the season is going to go out with a bang. The whole show is going to go out with a bang. Well, there you go. It, they blew up the Commonwealth with tons and tons of fuel, with wicks, and I mean, I don't know where they got all this stuff, but it, it's pretty amazing. So that was something that happened, and it was, uh, you know, kind of a bittersweet end to the Commonwealth, but also it took out probably a thousand zombies or more. Um, it, it was a pretty cool scene. So anyway, we go back to Alexandria. Uh, Ezekiel is now the governor. He's making a speech, and he says that his lieutenant governor is none other than Michael Mercer, right? So we have Mercer now as the lieutenant governor. He's always he's always in that position. He's like second in command. He's, I think I feel like he's happy in that position. He's like the the leader of the military. You know, he doesn't want to rule, but he has some really great ideas. I mean, it was his idea to blow up the Commonwealth. So uh, so he's a lieutenant governor. Um. We see some some touches of where things are going. Like I mentioned, Daryl riding off into the sunset. He says he'll be back. He tells Carol. Now this was a this was a very heartwarming scene. Also, um, he tells Carol, you know, I'll see you again. This isn't the last you're going to see of me. And he tells her goodbye. He says he says he loves her, and she says she loves him back. It's such a great relationship that those two have because it's, you know. W- I don't know. I just, I come from, from a, a place, well, not originally where I live now is a place where male, female, uh, men and women can't be friends without suspicion of something weird. You know what I mean? And, and I think that where I grew up, that wasn't an issue. It was never. And so it's, it's confusing to me where, you know, men and women, women can't be friends. So you see, this is such a, a, a refreshing breath of fresh air to see it on the show where those two can say that they love each other and ha- and be friends and respect each other and everything, but not like, you know, want to bone each other, right? It's fine to be like that and not have to have weird sexual tension that's written into the story. I think it's a great, I, I, think, I, just, I think that it's great character development with those two. Um, because, you know, Daryl likes Connie. And, uh, and he liked Leah for a while and then he had to kill her. Uh, so it's, and I, and I think Carol's backstory also plays a big part of that. He respects where she came from, you know, and, and what happened. And, and it's just, it's just weird to think that if you get a man and a woman together, that they're automatically going to have to battle some kind of sexual tension immediately. It's not the case at all. So, so I really, this is, this is a great character set for me anyway this could have gone a lot differently you know and i feel like this i feel like they almost had this written before when um melissa mcbride the actress who's playing carol was originally going to go with daryl on a spinoff right they were going to have the daryl and carol spinoff and then she said you know what we i've been doing this for 12 years She's one of the OGs. She's been in in the first you know first season, like what second episode, something like that. First, it was right up there at the, one of the first episodes. Her and Daryl, and she's been doing this for twelve years. And she's just like, you know what? I need a break. I need to spend time with my family. I don't want to go to France and and just be away from my family for a, another long time period. So it's understandable. I totally get it. Um, 
but it, so that that kind of turned Daryl's spinoff into just the Daryl Dixon spinoff. And this farewell thing that's going on right here, it could have been different. It could have been different if it was like, um, you know, I can't wait till you join me in France or <laughs> whatever is going to happen. But instead, it's more like uh, I will see you again. This isn't the last you're going to see of me. I'll be I'll be back. He literally said I'll be back. Um. So yeah, that was sad. So we have the Rosita sadness. We have this sadness. Then we get into the Rick and Michonne stuff, right? And I think this was interesting because I don't, I mean, people were kind of expecting this because it was rumored that Rick would be back. But I think also a lot of people, including myself, were like, yeah, right. You know, why just like stop saying Rick's coming back. He's not coming back. Well, he did come back. He he came back for this last part of this episode he and, he and michonne and it was great it was so great it was a great ending to the, the season to the episode to the entire series it was great so he is it looks like he's on an island he's kind of uh he's barefoot he has a jacket on he looks really dirty really kind of you know disheveled and he's writing a letter to judith and he's saying uh, you know, all this stuff about kind of like instructions for her. And he's saying, you know, I, I still think of all the living and all the dead every day. I still see their, their, their faces. And it, and it, so it goes through this montage of every single person who's ever been on the show and died uh, as a, you know, as kind of a main character or secondary character. And I mean, if there were some in there, you're like, Oh, I remember that person. Who is that? What was their name? Uh, so it went through all these in, in this big, like kind of blurry montage uh, which was pretty cool. And then Michonne is talking also. And at first I thought they were together. I thought maybe she found them, but then you kind of get the hint that they're apart and they're both talking to Judith. They're both kind of writing uh, a letter to Judith and, uh, and talking to her, you know, if she ever finds this. And, and Rick actually has a piece of paper that he's writing on. He puts it in a bottle and he throws it out into the ocean. And, uh, and I don't know, maybe she'll get that one day. That'd be great. Uh, but Michonne's, can I just talk about Michonne's armor real quick? Michonne's armor was spectacular. It was this leather. It was like very, I don't know. It was very like, um, it, it was medieval, but it was also like something that you would see in a video game. Uh, very, very like colorful. It wasn't just all drab, like brown leather, you know, armor. It was very well made. It was very ornate and it had this, uh, like a fencing mask on the top. And it looked very, it looked oriental. Uh, it looked very, just very intricate. I really, really enjoyed how that looked. It was kind of a reddish color. Very cool. And, and of course she had her, her samurai sword to go along with it. Um, and so she's riding a horse. She's, she's riding at the very, the very last thing we see of her is riding into this horde of zombies. I mean, <laughs> when I say horde, I'm talking about like, it's just endless, endless zombies. And she's riding into him. So who knows, you know, what that's going to turn into. I'm sure she's just going to clear a path. Uh, and then, But then we go back to Rick and we see him uh, with his, you know, bare, bare feet. And he's standing on the beach, this muddy, muddy beach. And there's just, uh, there's undead faces like popping out of the mud and like trying to bite his feet. And he, <laughs> he stabs one. Uh, but while he's doing this, while he, th he throws the bottle out and all that stuff. And then you hear a chopper overhead and it says uh it says something about you know 
let me see if I can find the exact words. Consignee, consignee Grimes, you've been located and are instructed to surrender. And Rick screams, no, no. Like he's like, oh, they found me again. And, uh, but he, he gives up. Like they say, you know, put your hands up. And so he does it. He, he, kind of, he just puts his hands up. And so it makes me think he's beaten down. Like this has happened before. He's probably escaped before. They keep finding him. And he's like, come on. I just, but he's not going to fight it because he knows that uh, what they'll do to him. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, and, and one thing that the voice says at the end there, they say, come on, Rick. It's like he told you there's no escape for the living. So who's he? What does that mean? He. Uh, I imagine we'll find out in the spinoff. I think that's a great, um, you know, great lead-in to that spinoff, a great uh, cliffhanger that we'll just have to find out. And and I don't think that there's any date yet. Like Dead City, the Negan Maggie one, has a date of April of next year. Um, and the Daryl one doesn't have an official date, and this one doesn't have an official date. So we'll find out. I'm sure it'll be a couple years from now. If they haven't even, you know, begun shooting it yet, we don't know. But uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. I, I really like that ending. I like the montage. It, it was kind of cheesy, you know, admittedly to to do it like that. I mean, that's the way everyone does a final episode like that. It's like the Seinfeld finale, right? Um, but uh, it worked. You know, it was great to see all those people again. It was great to see Rick in a in that in something that wasn't a montage, like an actual, you know, new content and Michonne also was her armor. It was absolutely fantastic armor. Uh, I hope she wears that in the, uh, in the spinoff and I hope she makes a set for Rick. <laughs> That's what I hope. It's just really cool. They'd be, you know, like leather, intricate leather twins with swords. Yeah, they could do it. They could pull it off. Right. Uh, but I'm excited for it. I think in that order, I think the Rick Michonne spinoff, number one, number two would be the Daryl one, and number three would be the the uh, Maggie and Negan one. And I I only put that one down there, not that I don't want to see it, it's just I really want to see Rick and, and Michonne and then Daryl and then, and then Negan. I'm not the hugest Negan fan, I think I've said that before, but I am a huge Maggie fan, so eh, kind of equals it out. So, yeah, that is, those are my really quick and dirty um, impressions of that finale. I would like to hear what you guys think of it. Did you have similar opinions? I mean, of course, I, it's not all roses for me. You know, I, I thought that there was nothing particularly groundbreaking about it uh, as far as, well, like I said, you know, there was some, the montage was very typical, things like that. Uh, there were a lot of unanswered questions still, which I understand they want to answer those in the spinoffs. Um, but man, you know what bothered me the most? I have to say it. Daryl's black eye was the worst looking black eye I've ever seen on any show with a budget over a hundred dollars. It just looked like, it looked like someone took some black shoe polish, like in the old cartoons and just made a ring around his eye. Like the people who did that, have they ever been hit in the eye before? Do they, do they know that you can't, there's not a perfect circle of black all the way. Ah, it just, it, it made me crazy. Uh, I, I told my wife about it. And we, we laughed about it while we were watching it. I'm like, that is, it, it reminds me of like Spanky and his gang. Remember that? Like the little rascals with the, 
like perfectly round black eye around. That's what it reminded me of. It was really bad and it bothered me. It shouldn't have bothered me, but it, it was distracting. All right. Got that out of the way. So, um, other than that, I really liked it. I thought it was a great episode. I thought it was a great ending to the season, to the, and to the entire series. Uh, so yeah, again, let me know what you think in the comments. Um, shoot me an email. Uh, you can email the site at postapocalypticmedia at gmail.com. If you have, you know, any kind of feedback, you can also just, you know, make a comment on the post. Uh, but yeah, I want to thank everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, I hope you, I don't know. I hope, like, where do we go from here? What's the next show before we, uh, before Dead City comes out? Let me know. So thanks everyone for listening. And as always, stay alive out there and always be ready for the big one. Bye-bye.